Hello Scorpio friends, I'm Annie Botticelli and welcome to my Scorpio April 2023 astrology horoscope forecast. This is for you if Scorpio is your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign, or any other placement of Scorpio that you have. What we're going to talk about here is part of your astrological picture. And if you're a very late degree Scorpio friend, so like around birthdays around November 15th or so through the rest of the sign, or any planet degree around 23 degrees to the rest of the sign, I suggest you additionally listen to my Sagittarius report, since both readings will have relevance for you very late degree friends. Wow, what a month we have. A new eclipse cycle starting, the Aries Libra eclipse cycle that will go from now through 2025. That's going to launch off with a new moon, black moon, solar eclipse in Aries. We've got a continuation of the Taurus Scorpio eclipse cycle that has been giving you all radical changes since the end of 2021 and will continue through the end of 2023. That eclipse that is part of that cycle is actually in the beginning of May, but we really, really feel those eclipse energies four to six weeks before the actual eclipse or even more. So we're definitely in the heat of that Scorpio um, May 5th, 14 degree lunar eclipse in Scorpio as well. So we've got two eclipses affecting this month, probably going to be pretty intense. We've had a couple of months that were out of the eclipse season and we had a little bit of freedom from, you know, feeling like you have your fingers stuck in an electric socket for months at a time and that sort of foreboding or that excitement and knowing change is coming but not knowing what it's going to be. So we have all of that. We have the end of our very beautiful open window of direct stars that has been amazing for pushing things forward. And then our shift down into retrograde inward and backward energies starting around April 7th. So that direct star um, profile is open until April 7th. And then we start to shift into retrograde. We've got a ton of Aries placements that are crowding your sixth house. And we've got lots of planets that are going to be opposing your sign. Okay, so that's the summary of what we're going to talk about here. Plus, I will give you some dates to note. I'm calling the theme of the month for Scorpios, Temptation Arrives and Stay on Track. And I'm going to go into the pieces of why I'm calling it that. And we're going to start with these Aries placements. There are, let's see, the Sun, Chiron, Jupiter, Star goddesses Astraea, Vesta, and Eris, and Mercury for a little longer, plus that new moon, black moon, solar eclipse at 29 degrees of Aries on April 19th or 20th, all happening in the sign of Aries. So what does that mean? A cycle of initiation has begun. It means recklessness and impulsivity, major excitement, mischievousness as far as maybe doing things that might get you off track. It's that energy of, um, it's a baby energy. Aries is the baby of the Zodiac. And it's like everything that's great about a baby. So their joy bubbling up, their, you know, just wonder at whatever they see. So you might notice those feelings. And there's also the babies doing things that they're not supposed to do. And <laughs> we know how that goes. Okay, so you'll have massive amount of Motivation, inspiration, impetus to get stuff done. You'll be feeling really froggy and definitely want to jump. And there will be lots and lots of lots of opportunities for new things to come in and different things and experimentation. So, you know, it's very zesty. Now, it happens to also make an awkward angle for your placements. So it could be a little bit overwhelming for you. You know, Scorpio energies tend to like to fixate on 
something and go very deep into it. And this energy is probably going to bring you things coming from every different direction that you're going to have to then try to multitask. And, um, you know, it could prove to be a little bit challenging and overwhelming and could strain your health. Now, all of those placements and events that I just discussed for the Aries energies are also all happening in your sixth house of health and wellness and your daily routine and your pets. So there's a massive amount of focus there. So sometimes when we have a profile like this occurring, health things will come up. That's usually happening to bring to your awareness that you can't keep up certain things that you are doing. And this could be along the lines of temptation. Are you eating foods that you know aren't good for you? You know, are you drinking alcohol and it's bothering you and you know you shouldn't be doing it or doing as much of it and you're doing it anyway? You know, are you getting all stressed out at work um, or putting too much time into work for not enough pay and you know it's not good for your health? Those kind of things might bring extra temptation, but they also can bring the motivation to make those changes at this time. So while they can bring health issues or things in your general office space or daily experience to you to be dealt with, you also can use that energy to revitalize your health, revitalize your daily routine and add lots of spice and interesting experiences and zest and just newness to your whole daily experience. Your pets or an animal sector is also the same sector, so you might see something radically new and life-changing come in in this area. So this eclipse that's happening, this solar eclipse, let's talk about that for a minute while we're here in the Aries energies. When we have an eclipse cycle, it tends to bring changes and themes that span the time of the cycle and they also often give a nod back to when these cycles happened before okay so this aries libra eclipse cycle that is beginning now the actual eclipse is at 29 degrees of aries on april 19th or 20th depending on your time zone but the energies will have started rearing up february march and you might have started to have an idea of how these things may manifest you can also look back to the end of 2013 and through like early 2016 and then back even further to early 2004 to early 2006 because those are the periods of time when we had the Aries Libra eclipse cycle before. So the kinds of things that you were working with, the big hellos, the big goodbyes, the you know, more focus on the me we profile, I like to call it, you know, Libras is the opposite energy of Aries. Aries is me and Libra is we and the Taurus Scorpio eclipse cycle that has already been in process since the end of 2021 is me, we as well, but it's like my stuff and our stuff. Okay. So we've got all of the many different ways of reshuffling around energy between you and other people. And certain things will be ending in those storylines and certain things will be beginning and certain things are in process from the Taurus Scorpio eclipse cycle that ends at the end of this year. But definitely look for a lot of attention on empowerment, you know, um, zesty, uh, get up and go, a chance to redefine yourself and how you do things and revolutionize your relationships. To understand more about how an Aries eclipse may manifest, go to my YouTube homepage, Annie Botticelli YouTube, scroll down to my eclipse playlist 
and look for the eclipses. It will say eclipses in Aries or first house. And that will help you understand other ways that these can manifest. Also, you can get a sneak peek at eclipses in Scorpio in that same playlist, because that's the one that's happening in May, which I told you will be very much in full effect in April as well. And we'll talk about that more in the May report, but just to kind of remind you that it is, it is going on and you are the center of focus for that one, especially if you're near 14 degrees. Okay, so all of you early, middle, and late degree Scorpio friends are going to have this eclipse in the sixth house because since it's a late degree, even in the Placidus chart, when it dials back, it's going to keep that um, keep that eclipse in the sixth house. So you also, and I've spoken to what this could look like um, already, but if you want to see more ways that eclipses in Virgo or the sixth house, because Virgo rules the sixth house, so the energies are you know the same. So you can look at the eclipses in Virgo in that same playlist to understand different ways that it can manifest for you as a Scorpio. Okay, so while we're on the topic of personal planets moving through the chart, the next note, items of note are the Taurus placements. Okay, so we have transiting North Node still in Taurus. We have Star Goddess Juno. We have a long-term transit of Uranus, and we have a shorter-term transit of um, Venus, all in your house of relationships. So that can bring extra interesting things going on there. And as I alluded to before, Taurus placements oppose your placement. So this tends to put things at odds with each other or just make both sections of your life super busy. So your relationships may need or want attention, while at the same time, you're needing some attention and some things to your own pursuits. So it's like being stretched in two different directions. So that's definitely going to be happening during this time. But it could be fantastic. It could be like things are going really well in your relationship and things are busy and then you know, you're also directing energy towards yourself and keeping all the balls up in the air. Uranus and Taurus can definitely bring some surprises in love, um, but Venus and Taurus can, and all of this going through your seventh house, can bring, you know, just smooth experiences. If you haven't heard me, heard my work before, then I, I will explain about Venus. Venus, I always like to describe my grandma Marge. She was one of my Italian grandmothers. And every time I would see her, she would kiss me on the face. She would tell me how great I am, slip me some money, give me a meatball, and then we'd be comfy in her house. And all of those things are ruled by Venus. So whenever you have that energy going through your seventh house of relationships, it can bring that there. It can bring options in love. It can bring renewed passion. It can bring um, money to your work relationships. It's also your house of clients. And it also can be just people that you help or that help you. So there's just a lot going on there. Now, traveling through to Mars, Mars has been in Gemini from August 2022 through March of 2023. And in that angle, it was super awkward for Scorpio placements. You might have spent all that time being pulled back and forth between options, not being able to make a decision, being all over the place and not really feeling like anything was getting done, feeling confused and misdirected. First of all, because Gemini energy can be confusing and all over the place like that. And second of all, because of the weird angle that it makes for you all. But that has changed now and Mars is one of your co-rulers, okay? So that's extra important to track that placement in your chart. Mars is now in fellow water sign. So you're going to spend the next couple of months having um, 
Mars, you know, so like the end of March into May, basically, you're going to have Mars trining your Scorpio placement, which can give you boosts of energy. It can help you feel like you're in the flow, like you're finding your creative flow, like you're getting in to some good connected uh, connections with other people. And this is also happening in your ninth house of long distance travel, international relations, different countries, different cultures, different languages, and teaching and learning. So you might find that you're very gung-ho about learning something, learning a trade, learning something for fun, or you might be making some plans during March for some long distance and even international travel. Or you might find the perfect course to take, or you might be teaching yourself. But however it goes, at least Mars is finally in a sign that speaks your language. Okay, now something else that I want to talk about that I didn't mention before is that Pluto recently in Aquarius is now at the beginning part of your fourth house, which is going to transform your home and family and housing over the next 20 or so years. Okay, so this is kind of like a very big, long transit. But as it kind of pushes in here, news may come in, you know, about life, death, birth, transformation, rebirth, endings, beginnings, having to do with families and homes and things like that. And because it makes a 180 degree angle with your midheaven, which is your work, you may find that the pressure is on for you to grow or die, which is the hallmark of Pluto. And that also has to do with your work sector. So your home sector is going to need things. Your work sector is going to need things. And Pluto is going to force you to grow. So any stagnant patterns, any ways of looking at things, Pluto is inviting you, sometimes not so gently, to reevaluate those and make the decision for growth. And that's a really good way to use the energy. Okay, so you might find that very important work things are coming up. And things especially involving mother and father and you as a mother or father, um, whether that's to your own children or just your maternal or paternal side, um, you know, that that's in a very, very, very major evolutionary process. Okay, so as of April 7th, you're going to notice that plans that were made will likely either be changed or get called into question. That you, with things that you were doing before, moving direct, pushing along, doing new things, getting them going, that energy is going to slide into the retrograde energy, which has to do with trying to not schedule a bunch because whatever you schedule is either going to change, not happen, or get called into question. And the more you schedule, the more headaches you'll have with rescheduling and the less you'll leave yourself open to last minute magic, which is one of my favorite things that goes on in retrograde energy. So if you can leave yourself unscheduled, especially from April 7th on, I mean, I know, you know, we have things we have to do. It's not like you can't schedule anything, but we also know there are certain things that you really don't have to deal with right now. And just know that the more you leave yourself unscheduled, the more ease and grace you're going to have, because first of all, you won't have to spend the time rescheduling. Second of all, when somebody calls and invites you to do something or a sudden opportunity comes to do something you'll have the space to do it. And it also can mean that things that show up and need to be dealt with, that you'll have the time, energy, and resources to do that. Appliances will probably start, you know, getting fussy or breaking down. Um, vehicles, communications, you know, voice to text, changing something randomly and you sending it and it turned out to be a curse word. 
when that's not what you said. <laughs> so those are the kind of things that as April develops, that you have to look out for more, you know, and just general miscommunications with people. It is a really great time, April 7th and after, to revise, redo, edit, re relax, retreat, everything like that. So it's a really great time for those things. Basically, most things that begin with the R-E prefix. You know, I'm sure you could find some things that aren't relevant, but, you know, just things that you do over again or go back into editing, things like that. So just to kind of see the difference between the beginning of April and then as it changes. When you are at the beginning of April with the direct stars, it's the time to like put your boats afloat because the tides will carry them out far. It's a time to send your message in a bottle out because it can travel far and wide. When the tides start coming in April 7th and after, which is the retrograde energy, it's the time to sit on the beach and just see what comes to you instead of trying to paddle against the tide. And the tides can bring in crappy stuff like garbage and dead fish and just stuff that you have to deal with, but it can also bring in some really cool things. And so this is your, your time where you get to be less active in conjuring things and more active in just being where you're at, enjoying the fruits of your labor, enjoying what you have, repairing things, you know, your focus gets pulled closer to you in your immediate environment rather than trying to conjure or force something out. Now, that being said, with, you know, the energy in your ninth house, you could get called far and wide. But again, that would more likely be like an invitation of something that comes to you rather than you pushing out. So April 7th and after is a time to be the spider where you wait to see what comes into your web. And the time before April 7th, like the first week in you know, March and February, is a time to actively be weaving webs all over the place. And, you know, if necessary, going out and hunting and catching your food rather than waiting for stuff to come to you, like is the retrograde hallmark. If you want to better understand the ebbs and flows of the tides astrologically for the rest of 2023, so that you can align with the natural rhythms of the universe instead of working against them, then go to AnnieBAstrology.com and sign up for my exclusive content portal and get access to my 2023 retrograde and direct calendar so that you can help to align your efforts so that things can be easier for you. Okay, so now I'm going to give you a few dates of importance. And if you like these dates, you know, if you like to know dates, oh, one other thing I want to tell you, we do actually have more sweet aspects compared to salty ones this month. Salty ones being the, the nuisance, you know, challenging ones. So that is a nice little blessing that we have this month. So if you like to have dates and aspects and how they may affect you, I'm going to give you a few here. But if you want more and want my whole list of my favorite aspects, the ones to be aware of and the neutral ones that could go either way, then go to AnnieHelpsYou.com. And sign up for my free email newsletter. The sign up is right there on the front page. And also that same site, you can see all the free goodies I make for you each month. I have written horoscopes. I have tons of blogs. Um, and you can see everything there. Including the newsletter you get that is my sweet and salty report and goes into all the dates of note. That's one of the things you get from the newsletter sign up. Okay, so let's just go in order here. April 3rd, we've got Mercury squaring Pluto. So that's an awkward angle. Look out for big news, maybe some stressful news, maybe some power struggles. Around the 5th, we've got the full moon in Libra. Fullness, completion, fruition, 
coming to, you know, your relationship space. And this also can be some sort of fear, like your worst fear or your worst nightmare or something, you know, might not actually happen, but you might think it's happening because this is accentuating your 12th house of your subconscious and your unconscious mind, which is also the place of your addictions and fears. Okay. So you've got fullness, completion, fruition, possibly drama coming early in the month having to do with relationships could be positive, could be something coming to fruition. Like you do something with your, your partner or you have an awesome date or something you meet somebody, or it could be that something comes up that has to be dealt with. Now, April 7th is the open window end of the direct stars. Then um, April 11th, we've got Sun conjunct Jupiter. This is one of my favorite aspects. It's happening at Ari- in Aries at 21 degrees. Although Jupiter can make ruckuses and can inflame and make things very grandly annoying, for the most part, Jupiter is the great benefic and it can bring luck. And when it combines with the sun, that's amplified. So that could be a nice little lucky day or lucky time period. April 19th or 20th, depending on your time zone, we've got the new black moon solar eclipse, Aries, 29 degrees, starting this new cycle of initiation that lasts through the end of 20, through some time in 2025. April 21st, Mercury actually goes retrograde. Um, you know, the shadow period is from April 7th through the 21st, where the energies are building, building, building. And then it's retrograde until May 15th, and then it's post-shadow period clears by eight, by May 30th. Okay, so April 7th, April 21st, April 21st to May 15th is the retro, May 15th through May 30th is the post-shadow transit. Um, and then we've got a little bump with Mars and Cancer square Chiron, the day is around April 27th. So this, someone could ding your self-esteem or there could be some conflict where people are being harsh or you're not feeling understood by some people close to you. And then we end off the month, April 29th, with Mars in Cancer, making a nice aspect to Uranus where some sweet surprises can come in. So hopefully that can soften, soften whatever comes from, you know, that little bump before. If you want to learn astrology, and you love how I teach, then go to loomlife.com, L-U-M-E life.com. You see my astrology basics course, and you can see my Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery course, which is so crazy comprehensive. If you think I put a lot of work into my free offerings, then you should see what I do for my paid offerings. It's really um, affordable, especially for all that you get. I've been a successful entrepreneur for 25 years. I've been a successful online practitioner for 17 years, and I've been an astrologer for 20 years. So you can benefit from all of those experiences that I have by learning how to do astrology and how to earn money doing astrology and be successful with that. So you can see all that at my school, loomlife.com, or you can go straight to beastropro.com, beastropro.com. I hope you have a wonderful month, and I'll see you next month. Bye.